So, on Hard Facts, we talk about everything in the world around you. Government does not have the capacity to generate and produce power for the health and Making sense of it all so that you can get a clearer picture. I've collected 500 billion, and I, I, I can only show you before a bubble. It, it's politics. For me, it is, it is, it is what I call a hyperbolism. I beg your pardon, I'm going to search for it, my friend. It's current affairs. Four years course, metamorphosing into six years. And news that affects you. What an academic <laughs> Academic, yo. India leadership, Rokoko. Leadership, Rababari. It's all the serious stuff. But with a light-hearted twist. I'm Sandra Ezebisili. And I'm Aogo Obo. Join us 3 p.m. to 7 p.m. every weekday. Right here. On Hard Facts. On Hard Facts. Good afternoon, I'm Sandra Ezekwesili and these are your hard facts. Shaku Maku. I'm not sure Shaku Maku is responding Makushi right now in Iraq. <laughs> because uh, these are indeed dangerous times, eh? Yes, they are. We are back. No, World War Three has not started. It has not started. In spite of everything that you've seen online today, it hasn't started. And hey, not even World War Three will stop your hard facts. So and I will broadcast out from the nuclear fallout shelter. Mm. We're going to bring you insights into today's most important topics. And mm. we'll break them down. We'll give you the facts and you can form an informed opinion. If you miss any of the shows, you can catch them online. Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Nigeria, Info FM. We've got a great show today, Agogo, yes? We do have a great show. We're going to be focusing on the assassination of um, the leader of the courts, the Iranian elite team in Iraq. Um, people have uh, don't know exactly what to call them, but his, this guy, Qasem Soleimani, second in command uh, to Ayatollah Khamenei, who is the spiritual head of Iran, and the reactions have been have been of great concern all the way from the Middle East into Europe. People have been reacting, and Nigeria also too uh, has a role to play in this entire thing too because of oil, like Tunji Andrew uh, was discussing with us during the news. Yes, indeed. And we're going to bring all the angles on that story to you and how it affects us here in Nigeria. This was Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guard, and he was killed in a drone strike. So it's the story, the global event, the international story. And as usual for Friday, there's also uh, a public, public square. square. Yeah, so on public square, you know how it rolls first with the idea segment. And I obey, and then um, the public square, you know, where we'll delve into the matter in its entirety. So, th- today is the same topic we're looking at it's um, President Muhammad Buhari's uh, New Year uh, message letter to Nigerians. So, we're going to be delving into that, um, looking at the different angles. Uh, it's also the first one for the year. So, uh, look forward to a great conversation with Rotmi Sankore and mm. I obey. And then, and then uh, we're going to wrap up on music and moments, yes, yeah. with Ifani and Sam. As usual, throughout the show, we're bringing you all the latest updates uh, from the world of news, sports, and entertainment. But let's get started with global review. This this is global review on hard facts. Yes, indeed. Every Friday we take a break. 
from Nigerian news and we bring you one story that everybody is talking about all over the world. We've been saying that. So if you listen to Hard Facts every day, you probably know that this time we're bringing you the big three. Except it's a Friday. If it's a Friday, we are bringing you one big one. This one's not making the waves. It's made a tsunami. The United States today claimed responsibility for the death of a major general, Qasem uh, uh, Soleimani, commander of the Kurds force of the Iranian Revolutionary Guard Corps. Soleimani was killed by drone strike in a car convoy minutes after landing in Iraq. The United States has held the Kurds uh, force responsible for the recent attacks on its embassy in Baghdad and has listed Soleimani as a sponsor of terror for years. Iran has responded to Soleimani's killing, promising a swift retribution. Uh, various world leaders have appealed for calm, have appealed for de-escalation, while condemning the, the, the acts of Soleimani and the Kurds force for their activities in Iraq. Agogo. Right, so the reactions have begun to pour in um, from different places and, and the sort of reactions have also, been, um, have also been followed with protests. Uh, some sort of protests have happened um, in countries considered to be allies uh, with Iran. For example, in Pakistan, uh, protesters banned US flags and shouted slogans. So, for example, I just realized that Sandra turned off my mic. Right. <laughs> so, I guess you missed what I was saying earlier on. Um, so, I was saying that um, so the reactions have began to point from different places. Like yeah. Sandra said, the United States, Donald Trump, uh, did tweet uh, the United States flag. But allies of Iran, as, also, as well as sympathizers uh, with the slain uh, Iranian general, Qasem Soleimani, have begun, um, you know, to put out statements and many of them have happened with protest in pakistan protesters burned u.s flags shouted slogans against the country uh, about 100 people is reported uh, to have said that um, they were against the killing of the iranian general mm. uh, which a number of people fear they could rush it up um, tension um, in uh, in the area one, one of the protesters I one of a, a quote from what he said he says i find it difficult to imagine that donald trump would be able to launch military attacks on any major country or big country in the world because he has so many economic problems at home the population in the united states is deeply divided but people who know donald trump know that he doesn't shy away from the drama he doesn't shy away from conflicts now the u.s and the islamic republic of iran have had a tense hostile relationship with each other since 1979 that was the year of the revolution in iran which overthrew their king known as the shah it's a religious government uh, that took his place it's led by supreme leader an ayatollah and his fellow clerics the u.s killing uh, uh, soleimani is a big deal on so many levels. First of all, Soleimani is an active military officer in the Iranian armed forces. He's a government official. It is extremely unusual for one country to target a government official of another country when they are not in some state of war with each other. So by many interpretations of international law, it is actually illegal. The legality of the strike is one of the many things that is being debated today and we're going to get into that uh, in a little bit. Another reason why this is a big deal is the strategic importance of Soleimani himself. As we said before, he was the commander of the Kurds force in the Iranian uh, uh, Republican Guard Corps. He, uh, he, the Kurds force 
are a crack special operations force, right? They conduct clandestine warfare. They conduct unconventional warfare. They give support to militant groups in other countries where Iran wants to influence things. In fact, that was the reason why Soleimani was in Iraq when he was killed. The Quds Force has been supporting Shia militias in Iraq that are fighting the Islamic State, Daesh, uh, supporting Al-Qaeda, and also the Iraqi government and the U.S. forces supporting it. So Quds are also supporting Hezbollah, by the way, in, Le- in Lebanon and Hamas in the Gaza Strip. But to understand just how important Soleimani is to Iran, you have to understand how important Kurds is, especially when it comes to Iran's activities abroad. So you had uh, you have a Kurds that isn't just providing military support in these countries that I mentioned. Kurds is actually in control of all all Iranian policies in these places. Some years ago, Soleimani sent a message to the top U.S. general in Iraq. Soleimani told him, look, Kurds is in control of Iran policy here in Iraq, and I am in charge of Kurds. Even the Iranian ambassador here is an officer of Kurds, and he reports to me. So as commander of Kurds, Soleimani did not report to the president of Iran. He went above his head. He reported directly to the Ayatollah, the supreme leader. And a lot of analysts have said that he was actually more powerful than the president in fact he was twice being courted to run for president and he refused because he preferred to be the commander of the Quds force so not be small tree and they just fall so right absolutely i mean this is huge in terms of um, how this was going to happen and a, a number of um i've just been going through a number of reports from the wires from um, especially from the middle east uh who who, uh, of course, Iran, you know, doesn't have so many friends in the Middle East, and many of them uh, suggesting that this was a big hit in terms of um, the personnel uh, for for running through the list of um, attacks, uh, which um, I think it was uh, Barrister Okolo on the news who was trying to point out the fact that this was supposed to be in, re- in re- retaliation to a number of attacks that had happened um, targeting American interests and forces. If you go back to 2013, 2019, uh, looking at most of the attacks that happened as recent as the one where um, American interests in the oil tankers that were uh, directly blamed on Iranian uh, code forces saying that um, they, they, they were responsible for the six oil tankers that were blown in Saudi Arabia. All of them point to the fact that, um, that um, this is an embarrassment to the Iranian government in terms of how this has happened. And, and, um, but the, the danger now is not knowing how Iran will respond because any response from Iran, which um, will have, which many of them suggest will happen, has to be in the same magnitude and in the same measure that um, um, the Americans have hit had at them. So, mm. I've also seen um, just now coming in tweets from Donald Trump saying that um, that's together with the first tweet where he put out the United States flag saying, Soleimani has killed or badly wounded thousands of Americans over an extended period of time and was plotting to kill many more, but got caught. He was directly and indirectly responsible for the death of millions of people, including the recent large number of protesters killed in Iran itself. While Iran will never be able to properly admit it, Soleimani was both hated and feared within the country. They are not nearly as saddened as the leaders will let the outside world believe. He should have uh, been taken out many years ago. <laughs> Interesting. So this sort of explains the the line he had put, saying that this was an, a defensive action. So we don't have. Oh, the, he's we been don't tweeting have, a lot. Yeah. So we don't have the exact um, report of what sort of action Soleimani was in Iraq to carry out, because it, it's the Pentagon seems to suggest that there was a planned attack, and this taking out of uh, Soleimani was supposed to be 
in response to that planned attack defensive um, action to make sure that that, that um, uh, attack on the American interest uh, never happened. But talking about responses, very quickly, I hear the American government putting out statements saying Americans in Iraq who are not on uh, essential duty should uh, as quickly as possible begin to leave the country. Mm. We'll talk about that and tell you so much more after the break. You're listening to Global Review on Hard Facts. Every Friday we take a break from Nigerian news and we tell you what's happening abroad. And today we've got the biggest story uh, in the world right here on Hard Facts providing all the angles for you. We're going to continue after the break. Hard, Hard Facts will be right back. This is classical singer Abiodun Koya, host and presenter of Hymnsical. Hymnsical is an eclectic potpourri mix of classical music and its subgenres like Broadway, hymns, opera, Disney, your favorite TV and movie theme songs, orchestra music, music from Gregorian, Yanni, Enya, and so on. Make it a date with me Friday night, 9.30 to 10 p.m. on 99.3 Nigeria Info for fresh whimsical episode of Hymnsical. Bring the Uwans along too. Will I be singing live sometimes? Who knows? I don't know. Do you know? Hymnsical is socialicious, dodoromilicious, it's salicious, it's super colorfragilistic, expialidocious. It's the Yamarita your exos has been waiting for. Set your alarms. This is Global Review on Hard Facts. And on today's edition of Global Review, we're telling you how the U.S. has killed Major General Qasem Soleimani of Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guard in a drone strike in Iraq. As I said when we started, there's some debate about whether or not the U.S. move was legal. People uh, comparing this to the killing of Osama bin Laden are technically not correct. Bin Laden was not an official of any government. Normally, it's considered illegal to attack a foreign government uh, official and in some cases it's it's seen as a valid reason to start a war but america is making an argument that this case is different and here's what america is saying basically i tweeted uh, read out uh, uh, president donald trump's tweets before the break america is saying that america is at war in iraq they are fighting isis and shia militia groups uh, that are trying to overthrow the legally elected government uh, that very same government asked america for help that's the first thing they Saying. Number two, America is saying that Iran is um, is helping the Shia militias in their fight against America. Specifically, America has repeatedly accused the Quds Force and its commander Soleimani. Number three, America uh, claims that uh, terrorists attacked the U.S. embassy in Baghdad. The U.S. says the Iranians had a direct hand in planning and assisting in the attack. And the fourth uh, uh, argument that America is making is that Soleimani flew into Iraq. He entered the war zones. So basically, you have the military commander of a force that is helping the enemies of American forces and he's entered the war zone. The Americans are saying that this made him a legitimate target because he was now participating in the war. And so far, at least one U.S. ally has agreed, Germany. The German government just released a statement that the Soleimani and the Iranians had provided enough uh, 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 provocation to the American forces to justify the attack. And the reactions continue to trickle in 
from all over the world ever. Yeah, absolutely. And um, the the polarizing nature of the reaction is also something that's got a lot of people of uh, concerned um, in the way they have, even the Germans put out the statement uh, condemning the killing, but, but in the same way, um, pointing fingers at Iran saying they were the ones who began the entire thing. Hmm. Yeah, with the European um, um, powers also too, the statements they put out. So on the one hand, they may have disagreements with um, uh, Turkey, but the traditional lines have been drawn again, even as it goes to the UN Security Council. For example, look at Russia saying that um, they praise uh, Soleimani for his role in um, um, saying that um, they praise Soleimani for his actions, saying that short-sighted actions by the U.S. resulting in the killing of General Qasem Soleimani are leading to a steep escalation of the military and political situation in the Middle East. They say his personal contribution to the fight against ISIS in Syria is undeniable. So, uh, you see the way they put, they, they, they're putting themselves up. China, China has gone in the way of saying, uh, from his statement, uh, let's not... Um, raise tension so much but you know that if this goes to the security council they definitely will side with their with their allies uh, russia and how this will uh, will turn out but um, something they all seem to agree on is the rising tension in the middle east mm. with this especially with the way um, this has happened i think you raised that point in the beginning this is an attack that has happened in iraq not mm. even in iran mm -hmm. so iraq um, and iran in recent recent years have uh, maintained close relations after the war, long wars that happened um, between the 1980s and 90s. Mm. So now, is that going to be um, tested? I uh, saw so, uh, reactions from the Iraqi um, um, Speaker... Foreign Minister. Uh, Foreign Minister and Speaker of Parliament, mm. condemning it, but also being very careful too, because the U.S. has a huge presence of troops in Iraq still. Mm. 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 And, and, and if you go back to that reaction from Germany, um, a lot of observers are surprised by what Germany had to say because the German government has been very disapproving of most most of Donald Trump's moves mm. on the global stage ever right. since he became president. But this time, Germany is saying, yeah, okay, okay. And then you have the UK's Prime Minister, Boris Johnson, who doesn't sound as enthousi enthusiastic as his um, uh, fellow Europeans. He sent a message to Trump that war with Iran is, quote, in none of our interests end of quote johnson said that while that uh, while everyone uh, understands the threats posed by the kurds force and soleimani it was time for both the usa and iran to quote de-escalate the situation and funnily enough the u.s government appears to be agreeing with that because the u.s secretary of state mike pompeo mm. he's their uh, minister for foreign affairs he he said that the u.s is willing to de-escalate the situation with iran and wants iran to do the same thing now the re reaction to this all over the world has been a bit of mild shock i mean you beat me you come they tell me say yeah okay i'd already made this fight and this is shoot and hide mm -hmm. i mean don't no don't do that that's not yeah. acceptable yeah. <laughs> I, I want country i've seen that's been joining all of the reactions together with the united states saying that we're going to respond to this has been israel israel oh everywhere. yeah so benjamin netanyahu the prime minister i don't forget he's the one who went before the united nations general assembly i think in 2016 mm. saying that iraq was um 20, Iran rather was about 25% close to the making of a nuclear bomb and he had that funny diagram there uh, even though he's never 
been able to show the entire world what intelligence was able to come up with then. But <laughs> uh, Benjamin Netanyahu says that uh, he stands to the United States in just in, in Well, they're America's struggle. oldest ally, yeah. oldest and closest ally. Yes. So. And yeah, even though we're with um, Barack Obama, former US president, who interestingly did achieve um, the, the closest level of um, bilateral relations in recent time mm. with the Iranian government. Mm -hmm. Remember the uh, ha the telephone call to um, uh, Hassan Hussein Rouhani mm -hmm. um, in 2015, and then afterwards um, the handshake at the, the General Assembly. And you know, they, they sort of set up that agreement with mm -hmm. Donald Trump tour the first <laughs> week he got into office and destroyed And then escalated. Escalated. So ever, ever since then, it's been a downward spiral. Mm. Um, saying that Qasem Soleimani, that's still um, Benjamin Netanyahu, Netanyahu, saying is responsible for the death of American citizens and many other innocent people. He was planning um, more of such attacks. You can imagine maybe he and Donald Trump had a sit down before this even happened and planned uh, the statements he released uh, thereafter. Well, the thing is, um, so um, Israel and Iran have had quite the relationship. Iran is Israel's most bitter enemy. They've done two things today to signal to the world that their defenses are up. I'm talking about Israel now. They sent a squadron of fighter jets to fly around um, and then they've summoned a security meeting of the prime minister and defense chiefs. It, Israel did that. So, so you have analysts who are saying that Israel is worried about um, retaliation from Hezbollah. And then you have another U.S. ally and Iran enemy uh, that been very quiet in all of this saudi arabia the saudis and iranians have been waging something of a cold war across the entire muslim world mm. the iranians have painted themselves as the protectors and uh, uh sponsors of shia shia islam worldwide while the saudis have done the same for sunni islam so this has brought them into direct conflict with each other in mm. places like iraq and yemen and it's well known that the saudis did not want the u.s to sign that nuclear deal with Iran during the Obama era. And they were happy that Donald Trump pulled out of it. They obviously wanted the US to increase sanctions on Iran and to remove Iranian oil from the world market again. However, what is not very clear is whether the Saudis are comfortable with increased conflict in the Middle East. Because a war with Iran would be very costly in terms of money, in terms of lives, in terms of stability. And nobody believes that Saudi Arabia wants to be the one paying for any of these things. So, you know, when we're having these conversations, it's great to look at uh, the implications. And, and that's what we try to do on Global Review. So let's bring it yeah. home to Nigeria. Yeah, to Nigeria. And, and the first thing that comes to mind, everyone has been looking at uh, those um, oil prices, oil prices uh, when the, lo lo the London Stock Exchange announced a 3% uh, increase. Just looking at the of graph. Of course, it's oil role. prices we mean. We don't mean uh, the war. Back to sender. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it's disputable of what value ah. increase in oil prices does for the country. I assume the Gulf War, the first Gulf War in 1990 and um, the $12 billion oil windfall. Uh, and I go back to that power to keep the report, uh, which has never ever been implemented years mm. after, uh, saying things, for example, like uh, uh, then 1.4, 1.5 million dollars spent on televisions and the refund. Re 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 What's that word again? To refurnish? Uh huh. The refurnishing of um, the presidential suit and all of that is how that money was frittered away uh, during the Gulf War. So when we've had uh, oil price increase, maybe for the for the uh, eternal optimism in the way that it does show up our revenue, yes, mm. but in terms of how it does trickle down to the, the, to the common man, it's such a huge problem. But back to Nigeria and how our increase in oil price, I was discussing with Tunji earlier on, mm. how this will 
do damage, especially for growth, um, because higher oil prices will mean higher uh, cost of production for everyone who is involved in doing um, business. Mm, yes, indeed. And and if we're being fair, every time there's crisis in the Middle East, oil prices always go up. Mm. So, um, but when I was paying attention to the news, it was up three percent. But by the time I listened to our news, it was up four point four percent, right? Yeah. And and it's pretty normal whenever there's conflict. The Middle East uh, still produces more oil than any other region. So, if supplies from there are disrupted, oil will get very scarce, and oil prices will soar. So. So right now, people are stocking up on oil, and that's good for sellers like Nigeria. Mm. But you have analysts who do not believe that this situation will escalate much more. Mm. Uh, they definitely don't believe that there will be any long-term or mid-term disruption in oil supply. So this means that uh, we may have a temporary blip upwards, but oil prices will come back down, you know, maybe mm. once cooler heads prevail between America and Iran. I mean, we mm. already have Mike Pompeo say, okay, don't put it up, but calm down. Eh? Small play like this, small play. <laughs> Absolutely. And this, this, what you just said is what uh, is being echoed by um, the Asian stock uh, market. Stock market. Mm. Uh, some financial analysts in Hong Kong saying that, you know, when it happened with Saudi Arabia, when half of its um, half of its um, stock was taken off with the attack on the oil tanks, uh, it did rise for a while, there were fears, but afterwards it rebounded saying that um, Iran and also the Middle East are one of the major suppliers of oil globally, but uh, I think it will rebound uh, because there's a strong supply in the United States, of, you know, strong supply of United, in the United States of shale gas and oil. Mm. And um, so there's there's a general thinking that um, this is just something mine afterwards. Um, it will be dealt with as quickly as possible. Mm. But it's just the uncharted na territory and the volatile nature of this entire thing that mm -hmm. people just fear that, you know, with Donald Trump, you never know year. what you're gonna get. Yes, and uh, underestimating Iran uh, will be something that could um, be, you know, you could only get lucky several times, as how we said, and unlucky once, and then it, it turns the cut completely. So meanwhile, that's something to think about. Meanwhile, uh, back at home, Trump's decision to kill Soleimani is being met by different criticisms from uh, the Democrat uh, Democratic Party, right? Well, they're the opposition, so they're supposed to oppose. Speaker of the House, uh, Nancy Pelosi, has said that Trump broke U.S. law by ordering the strike without getting approval from Congress. Now, under American law, presidents must get permission from Congress to wage war. But some analysts are saying that Trump did not need the approval because the strike happened in Iraq. And Congress already have approval for war they, they already gave approval for war in iraq so what they're basically saying is that soleimani wasn't killed as an act of war against iran but instead as part of the war in iraq against the shia militia which soleimani and his Kurds uh, force were helping now another democrat that has criticized the strike is the presidential candidate joe biden i read his statement and uh, he's former vice president of uh, of the united states as well biden said yes, Soleimani was a bad guy who deserved to be brought to justice. However, according to Biden, it had to be done in a careful way. 
taking into account all the possible uh, fallout and having plans for what happens next. And according to Biden, he doesn't believe that Trump has made such plans or even taking all of that into account. So I'm mm. wondering what Nigerian mm. supporters of Trump have to say. <laughs> On Twitter, it's, yeah. been, it's been quite divided. Yeah, vi very divided in, in the way it's gone. But I also think, too, in terms of um, the, the Nigerian reaction, and have you seen a number of um, reports, the United Nations, for example, showing up borders around um, Israel and Lebanon, where there's a huge uh, camp, humanitarian work going on there for uh, people who have been displaced in the conflict going on with the um, Hutu rebels and the rest of them saying uh, they didn't want any um, casualties or any taking unawares. So Iran is um, uh, majority um, uh, Shiite, Shia, mm. yes, and Nigeria also has a huge population of Shia. And um, in times past, when we've had this sort of things go, we've had um, protests in certain parts of the north where we have um, Shia presence there. So it's possible, you know, after the prayers today, uh, the Juba, you could get some of those protests happen. But I do hope that the security operators understand that um, if they're expressing their anger and all of that, uh, we've we've seen so unfortunately um, high-handedness by security operatives when you had uh, supporters of um, the Iranian um, government. Um, you know, I think it was in Kano. I can't remember what state that happened in, mm. where they were met by security fire tear gas just to disperse them. Uh, so they, th then it happened that they had placards, you know, the death to America sort of thing. They burned the American flags. Uh, during those protests that happened, I think it was about four or five years ago. So uh, they should watch out for those sort of things and think about how they can uh, de-escalate de well. those protests if mm. they do occur in Nigeria. Uh, following the death of um, Soleimani. Mm. Well, let's get your thoughts on the show. Our numbers are 01277 or 0127 What are your thoughts on uh, Donald Trump's decision to assassinate uh, Iran's number two man? Uh, you can also send us a WhatsApp message. Uh, WhatsApp is 080-959-75825. Hello. Hello. Hello, good afternoon. Sandra Ezekweseli. <laughs> good afternoon to you. Shaku Maku. Maku Shi. Okay, this is Emma from Makoka. Very quickly. Mm. Um, Sandra, mm? you see, in the classroom of politics, you don't expect to find angels. Okay. So, if you ex if you want me to come and say whether it's right or wrong, no. It's like asking me where chicken or egg, which one came first. <laughs> so, let's leave about... Let's leave about uh, the rightness or wrong. Let's look at politics, right? Okay. This, this has been coming very predictable. And as much as Trump is very unpredictable, this was predictable. Mm. Um, we all know... Yes. I follow, I follow, I follow, I follow US, U.S. politics. And I understand that Suleiman has been stoking a lot of embers. Okay. He has been covertly behind some you know, attacks. I'm not saying what Trump is right, but mm. he has been doing some, some funny things, you know, using clandestine and the sub-surrogate. Mm -hmm. Do you understand? Mm -hmm. And um, he has been... He has been threatening uh, a lot of action, telling that he's going to bring... I watched the last video, I was on YouTube all day, mm. watched a lot of things he has been saying and mm. some clandestine moves they are making. Mm. Understand that this is this is a, a very calculated Trump. You don't give Trump enough credit for something. Listen, he knew what he was doing. Now, that's on Sunday, he called preaching. You know, only, I, I, I said something, a joke. Only J go can get so. In this case, only J nuclear weapon can get so. So he called, he called them putting to let him know that even though you are an island i'm going to take this guy out right mm. i'm putting said gave him you know you know i've given him the blessing but he said nothing and every other person like china they follow within they follow because they realize that hey somebody has to take care of the monster not because he's a he's because once you don't establish dominance and listen they will not attack us 
special forces, they will not attack embassies, they will not attack um, Pentagon. No. What they might attack are soft targets. Just like they did like uh, September 11. So that's why they're calling on their citizens. They know that they will raise their own threat level to higher to the top. Mm. Expecting all their military bases to be covered. Mm. That's why they are advising citizens. Because they might be soft targets. Mm. Because Iran knows that if you try anything funny on their key operations, so we we'll go now. So, <laughs> it, so I think uh, Pompeo is doing his work. After mm. Trump has done his ego, you go and massage everybody's ego and say, calm down, because I'm a small player while they play with you. So everybody will be all right, but we are watching with his interest. Everybody will be all right, he says. Thank you, MI, for calling us. Hello. Uh, hello, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Please go ahead, MI. Yeah, and my name is Joel. Oh, what's your name? Sorry. Sandra, Sandra fooled me this one. Yeah, Joel, go ahead. Joel, all right, Joel, please go ahead. Yes. I, well, this is a welcome development, actually. Okay. Yes, you need to. Soleimani has been behind so many clandestine operations, just like last fall, I said. Mm. And you know, I think it all started from last year when the American drone was shot over the, um, the Persian Gulf. And. Basically, I'm, I'm, what I'm even surprised from, about from the reactions of the Beltway establishment Democrats mm. about how Trump took this situation. Well, I'm not really surprised anyway because after Joe Biden was part of the last administration that signed the disastrous Iran nuclear deal, in my own opinion. Mm. Well, Trump will always be Trump and basically he has shown his shrewd character here. Okay. And Iran, Iran needs to realize that they have to stop sponsoring all these um, terrorist activities and fomenting trouble in the Middle East. It doesn't all go well for them. It just, it just doesn't make sense. If they really, really want peace, if they really, really want peace, they'll stop all the, all the acts and the trouble they've been fomenting in the Middle East. So, I think it's a, it's a good one, okay. and it sends a clear message to Iran also that we don't have an appeaser in the White House. We have a very, very short person, and he will take steps that is necessary to protect mm. the integrity okay. of America's interests. Not what happened in Benghazi under the Obama regime. That would definitely will happen. Mm. So okay. Trump right. sending 100 Marines and Apaches to the Iraqi embassy just shows that this guy is <laughs> not... <laughs> Oh, all right, thank no, you very much, Joel. Yeah. Oh. Joel. If Joel were in America, Trump can be sure Joel, he has Joel's vote. Hello. Hello, Sandra. <laughs> How are you? What's your name? I'm fine. My name is Samuel from Madari. Go ahead, Samuel. Uh, oh, good uh, afternoon. Afternoon, Samuel. Please go ahead. Yeah, uh, in as much as this guy is a monster, I want everybody, United Nations Security, they should come to round table and discuss this issue because you you can hear what Russia is saying mm. about this. Mm. I, I, I'm afraid there may be a third world war. <laughs> I don't think so. Ah, <laughs> I don't. Think you think so. so, Sandra? I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think this will uh, escalate further. I think. Um, Are you sure? Because I, I you know, so. UK, UK, uh, UK, has said, guy, some... calm down. We're not gonna do this thing with you. Now only you did there. That's what basically. That's what UK has basically said. Say, guy, we're not with you in this thing. You know. Uh, uh, so, uh, so I don't think. I don't, I don't think so. so because, the, 
they should take care of this issue very well. <laughs> but you know, um, Agogo, yeah. it's interesting that um, Joel said um, that the nuclear deal was disastrous in his opinion. That deal... But Ag- still, Obama's nuclear yeah, deal. Oh, okay. That uh. deal, Agogo, was the first time that America, China, Russia and Iran mm-hmm. all agreed yeah. on a deal. Right. So when you have all the major stakeholders agreeing to a deal, it's yeah. very interesting to call it disastrous. Yes, and, and to imagine, I mean, Rouhani's, um, of all the Iranian leaders um, who've come who come on board it's one one of one of one of the few that you know has agreed to behave you know in a, in a way that you say okay yes it looks like he's ready to do business he's been on the table a number of times even when he had uh if they had someone like um what's the one who had plenty of wahala amadini jad if amadini jad was the one who was there by now and it wasn't ruani <laughs> i don't know what to say but this may have implications also for Rwani. People may tell them, okay, see what you cost at the end of the day. Hmm. If Abadidijad runs against Rwani now, he will defeat Rwani because they will say, you open the flanks to the United States uh, to, to take us out like this. And then they are. <coughs> Hello, how are you? Hello, Sandra. Good uh, afternoon. What's your name? Duncan. Duncan, welcome. Mm. You know, what I see in all this, mm. uh, Trump just playing last minute politics. Okay. That's just it. The world should relax. Everybody should relax. But I know the Iranians are angry mm. and they will do something. Mm. They expect it. They might even do more than something. Mm. Everybody should just keep themselves tied together. In Nigeria, I'm sure some people upstairs, some up north, start doing foolish things. You know what I'm talking about. Mm. I don't want to mention anybody's name. Mm. Uh, of course, in support of Iran, against America and the rest. But you see, look, this whole thing is just politics. Trump knows it's spiraling downwards. And it's trying to take the whole world down with him. Mm. That's just what the man is doing. Mm. I, I, I just please those people who are clapping for him. You don't, you don't, you don't side with a madman like Trump. Trump is sick. I'm sorry, but this is the truth. And that's why Americans have to get rid of him now. Thank you. All right, Duncan says uh, you don't side. Okay, interesting. Uh, and you know, Duncan's sentiments have been shared very widely on mm. social media. A lot of people seem to think this is um, a way to salvage 2020 elections. A lot mm. of people uh, seem to think that uh, because he sees how low his approval ratings are, he's mm. trying to do anything at all to get them back up, number mm. one. Number two, distract people from the impeachment uh, proceedings. Mm. Some people are postulating that by the time the Senate re- returns, they're going to be like, no, there's a Middle Eastern crisis going on. We cannot talk about impeachment right now. Let's face that. You know, a lot of people have been saying that that could be something to expect Mitch McConnell uh, to say when 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 the Senate does resume. So uh, Duncan isn't uh, alone with that sentiment, but it, at the same time, it's not a sentiment we should allow on our air. No. So um, if you found that offensive, apologies. Mm. Um, I, I, I don't believe that Trump is mad or sick. No, at least he will have something now during the debate. You said. You know, one of Donald Trump's um, weakest weakest links during the debate in the last election was his foreign policy. There was just nothing. It was blank. You know, people were scared. You this think guy, he's going to have something to say? Well, he's what the, does he, his foreign he, he, policy he say, be? He will say America first. Good. He will say I taking out I taking out Baghdadi. Hmm? Took us With into Iran. a trade war. Uh huh. 
He will say that not King Jong. Took us out of the climate pact. He, he will say King Jong. Took us out of the nuclear deal. Uh -huh. He will say with North Korea, for example. <laughs> you I've did been not say. Um, make him like American hotels and the rest of that. So oh God. A couple of things to say that I've done, but it could have been worse. You know, we thought by now he could have put up, he could have pressed the the, suit, the button for the suitcase. You know. Well, don't give it time. Hmm. Just you know, give it time. Maybe it could hmm. happen. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Thanks for calling. Good afternoon, Sandra. Good afternoon. Shakumaku. Hey, Makushi. I greet all of you in the studio. We greet you, sir. Go ahead. How? I don't know whether you guys saw the post to not bomb dropped on Facebook, I think, early this week. Okay. For Facebook those talking about Third World War, I don't think there's no. going to be anything like that. Because to not drop, he dropped a post early this week on Facebook saying that he gave Russian President Vladimir Putin an intel concerning a terrorist attack in their capital, okay. which they were able to um, curtail and they caught the, uh, those responsible. So mm, 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 what Trump mm. is doing is just playing politics. He's just playing politics. And from what he has just said now, I don't think Putin or Russia will be able to do anything. Hmm. Because with that singular act, he has been able to curb them from staying away. So all these things will just die, die down, and everyone should just chill. Well, there won't going to be any third world war. Uh, hopefully, I mean, thank you. <laughs> yes, let's start kabashing. You know, that's what we do best in Nigeria. We kabash. So everybody got kabash. Uh, if your if your if your prophet prophesied that there will be war, we're out of time. Okay. Better go pray and, and bind and cast. Oh, no war. Let me, let me take only one message on on WhatsApp. Um, this is from Chike. He says, what about the Nigerian Shite members attending church with Christians in Nigeria hmm. and hearing the news on the US of the U.S. airstrike? Hope we are safe in the country with Shite members here. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Uh, previous times has happened. Been, well, the protests have been very civil. And um, let's hope... They're not violent. That, They're not a violent uh, group. So yeah. you are very, very safe. Thank you so much for being a part of today's uh, Global Review. Coming up is Public Square after the business news. Rutimi Sankara, here bringing you that. I am back on your air on Monday at 3.15, so join me. If you cannot wait until Monday, send me a tweet. I'm always on Twitter. Or you can send me an Instagram message. Don't go away. Hard facts will be right back. Every girl dreams and hopes for a future. You're such a good girl. What is here for her? Let Uncle Patrick help your gum. When the innocence is taken and she's pushed to the wall. They took me away from my village. <laughs> then she must strike back. Muna, the riveting story of a young girl who breaks from the chains of human trafficking to tear down the establishment. Starring Adesuai Tomi, Onyekawenu, and Hollywood stars. Muna, another Kelvin Wonko film. Supported by GIGM, Shut My Door, Malta Guinness, Cool FM, Wazobia FM, Nigeria Info, and Wazobia Max TV. Muna in cinemas December 6th. This is Hard Facts.
Governor Babajide Son Lu of Lagos says that the state is working with partners to upscale the capacity of the Kedja power plant. He says uh, this Thursday during the inspection of the independent power project in Alausai Kedja, the governor says there is need to further optimize and utilize its capacity to serve more offices around Alausai, where the state secretariat is located. All prices soared more than 4% today following news of the United States has killed a top Iranian general, Qasem Soleimani, fanning fresh fears of a conflict in the crude region. Brent surged 4.4% to $69.16, and the World Trade Index jumped 4.3% to $63.84 as investors grew increasingly worried about the effect of a possible flare-up in the tinderbox Middle East on supplies of the commodity. But all contracts uh, later paired with the gains but remained well up. Finally, a group of Amazon employees uh, say the group has threatened to fire some of them for speaking out on environmental issues. Amazon employees for climate justice say the workers were told they were in violation of company policies. It comes after employees joined calls for the e-commerce giant to do more to tackle climate change. The company says uh, its policy on employees making public comments is not new and covers all of its workers. Up next, Public Square. Please keep listening to 99.3 Nigeria Info. I'm Aurora Obo.